just practice to practice. We use practice so that we can be in the game. Now, I know that that sounds like an entirely obvious thing to say, but let's face it. More often than not, it's easier to simply think about the task, to work on all the pieces around the task, to allow ourselves to be distracted from doing the task versus just doing it. Look, I'm not going to understate the importance in the value of preparing for the fight, of preparing for the battle. I would never understate that because look, I'm in the gym every single day. But when it comes to practice, what are we doing? We practice to play. And too many people are saying, hey, I don't want to be on life stage because what happens if I go out there and I fail? What happens if I'm on life stage and things don't quite work out? What happens if people laugh at me? What happens if people walk away from me? See, those are most people's first thoughts. But you got to understand, when people are selling out stadiums, think about all the people in the audience. They're not there and they're not coming to the practices to watch the players run routes. They're not there to watch the actors memorize their lines. What they're there to see is a finished product. And all of the people on that stage, be it on an athletic field, in a business room, in a boardroom, on stage if you're an actor, all of those people have dedicated their lives and their time to memorizing the lines, perfecting the roots, figuring out exactly how it is that they need to craft the perfect proposal. But none of them ever lost sight of why they were doing it. And oftentimes I think that people are losing sight, but more so they're allowing the practice to keep them from doing what it is that they have to do for one reason. Fear. They're fearful. You and I are fearful that the work that we do, or if we just do a little bit more, then we'll get the outcome. But you got to understand, the greatest experience and the greatest teacher in life is, as I just said, experience. And that's not just coming from my mouth. That's coming from the mouth of the wisest people to have ever lived. You can find that in the writings of Marcus Aurelius, in the book of Proverbs. The smartest men of all time to have ever walked the earth all will tell you it's experience. And right now, if you feel like you need to go do something, don't focus on everything happening around outside of it. Just go try to do it. You know, Theodore Roosevelt, one of my, I'm not going to say my favorite presidents, but I think one of the most intriguing presidents in the year 1898, so nearly three decades before he was ever president, Theodore Roosevelt was a soldier, and he was a soldier in what's referred to as the Rough Rider Battalion. And at the very end of the 1800s, so 1898, American foreign policy was in a period of, of expansionism, meaning that we were going out into the world and adding more land. And one of the places that we targeted was Cuba. And the battle that day on July 1st, 1898, is referred to as the Battle of San Juan Hill. And the only thing that you really need to understand about this battle is that the Cubans had the high ground and the Americans had the low ground. 
And if you don't know a single thing about military strategy, always having the high ground is exactly where you want to be because you can see what's going on on all four sides. So the Cubans have the strategic advantage. And Theodore Roosevelt, on his deathbed, while this man is about to whisper his final breaths, he's reflecting on his life and he's asked a question. Mr. Roosevelt, what was one of your finest achievements? And instinctively, Theodore Roosevelt talks about the day that he went over the hill. And what Theodore Roosevelt describes at the Battle of San Juan Hill is this moment before the two sides clash when his men and him are looking up the hill at a force that has greater firing capacity. And they recognize that death is before them. And the entire forces have not yet mobilized. And Theodore Roosevelt is the first one to move forward. He compels the men into action and the rest is history. And on the day and in his closing moments and in his final years, what Theodore Roosevelt reflected on was how that was one of his greatest days. It was the day that he took action. And that became a legacy which defined his life. It wasn't the preparation. It wasn't the hundreds of hours that he spent learning to ride horses, how to shoot, how to lead men. It was the day that he took action. And I can tell for you right now, and I can tell for myself right now, that every single thing that you truly want, every single thing that I truly want, is on the opposite side of action. Will I win? I do not know. Will I succeed? I can't promise it. But what I can say is that if I continually take the steps of action, of doing, then I'm going to be a whole heck of a lot closer than if I never do. And what's life worth living if no other reason than trying to fulfill your purpose? Khalil Gibran once wrote that the lust for comfort murders the passions of the soul. You have passions in your soul. You have skills, traits, abilities, dreams that need to be brought out, that the world desperately wants to hear. I'm asking you to have your Theodore Roosevelt type day, where you decide that you're gonna go over the hill. <laughs>